You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, Alan Corey, who is a real estate consultant. Uh, he's a realtor, an investor, an author. And we're going to talk about how to build wealth with small multifamily properties. It's a good topic for this show, obviously, Discovering Multifamily. So happy to have him here. Alan was recently featured on Bigger Pockets as well, episode 466 called Buying Lottery Ticket Investment Properties. So we want to hear more about that. That actually was released uh, yesterday, which is a little crazy because today is the 7th, June 7th, when we're recording this. So um, thanks for coming on, Alan, and I'm looking forward to hearing your story. Well, thanks for having me, Anthony. I'm excited. Great. So tell us a little bit about, you lived in New York City uh, for, you said, 13 years. Uh, you're in Atlanta now. How did you start in the real estate market? Where are you now? And love to hear it, your story. Yeah, sure. So um, actually, I, 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 I'm older now, but right after I graduated college, I, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. So I moved to New York City with Big City Big Dreams and um, realized that being a bad stand-up comedian in a new city doesn't pay very well. Uh, and so I, I got a job as a, at a nine-to-five as tech support. And then I was in the clubs all night working and I, I just never could get any sleep. So um, decided to just devour every book I could on personal finance and uh, financial independence and uh, what, anything to be like, how can I leave my nine to five job? And I just kept gravitating, coming back to real estate and, and small multifamilies. Uh, it just clicked. It made sense to me. I could just, ne- I couldn't figure out stocks or mutual funds or, you know, I, I didn't have any control. I almost felt like it was gambling because, you know, I could read all the reports, but really I'm, I'm, I'm investing on, a, on someone else's racehorse, right? Uh, but real estate, I was control. I'm betting on myself. And so I, I came up with a plan and I figured if, if I could buy five properties in five years, I could be a landlord and uh, that rental income would replace my day co- job income and I could focus on comedy full time. I mean, I was making $45,000, $50,000 a year. So I was, I, I, I was like, I just need, you know, a property that makes me a hundred, 200 bucks a month. And um, you know, over time I can maybe get the expenses down and the rents up and, and it, five properties, five years, I'm done with the rat race and I can focus on r- real estate full time. So that, that's, that's basically how I started. And when I set a goal, I, I stick to it. And eventually I fell in love with real estate and decided I didn't want to do comedy anymore. And I, instead I wanted to do real estate full time. And so that's where, where I am today now with uh, uh, teaching others how to do real estate, writing books. I'm a full-time real estate investor and, and realtor here in Atlanta now. Excellent. So talk to us about that. You, so you have a book. Um, I, I believe you had a deal with Random House called A Million Bucks by 30. Sure. Yeah. Well, that was my first deal. Uh, yeah. I, and that, that, that's, I, I became a millionaire on those first five properties amongst other things. I was also investing in IRAs and, um, you know, traditional mutual funds. I was investing everywhere, but real estate really kind of took off, um, in the early two thousands, like every, everywhere. Um, and, uh, but it didn't, it didn't hurt me as much because I, I had long-term rentals, you know, so it, I didn't care if the value doubled or tripled. I wasn't selling these properties. I was just renting them out and making a couple hundred bucks each month. Um, but I, my 
second property was was the big winner. I house hacked, which meant uh, I bought a duplex. I lived in one unit, and then I rented out the other units. Well, there's there's one. Uh, I had two bedrooms. So there's a, a duplex, three bedrooms, and three bedrooms. I lived in one unit and rented out the others, and we called it the House of Clowns. Uh, it was because I just had other comedians. Those were all my friends. So the whole house was full of comics um, paying me about 600, 700 bucks a month. And with that second property, I, it covered all my mortgage payments. It covered all my utility bills. And I was profiting $2,000 a month on top of that. And that was when I was like, oh, okay, I, this, this real estate pays better than, than comedy. <laughs> I, and, and I, I get it. I like it. And uh, I just need to keep, keep on this track of, of one a year. And, um, and so, yeah, that led to a book deal. Um, and to be fair, I, I, I was a writer, but more than a comic, a performer, I, I wanted to, to be a comedy writer in New York. And the, the way to do that is you get up on stage and someone that hires you to write jokes for them. But, uh, I, I, after reading so many personal finance books, I found this to be so boring and not for everyone. Um, and so I was like, I need to write in an entertaining book that's educational. And that's sort of been my, well, all three books have been in that, that, that reign where the first one was a million bucks by 30 about how I became a millionaire over 30. And it was, it's typical lean fire principles. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with that or your audience, but fire movements, financial independence, retire early and lean just means like living way below your means. And so I was doing that, you know, I was, I was 25, 24. I didn't have a lot of money to spend anyway, but, but um, that, that allowed me to basically quit my day job. Um, and then um, my newest book is house fire. Uh, takes the same principle, financial independence and retire early. And that is how to do that through, through houses, uh, rental houses. And that has just blown up my wealth and my free time and, and, and cash flow when I just decided, hey, instead of just investing in all these things and, and hoping and praying, stocks and mutual funds and cryptocurrency, if I just focused on, on houses, um, this is what I know the best. And this is treated me well in life and it continues to. So I just are teaching the principles now to, to others on how they can house fire and be financial independent. And, and you don't have to be a, a mogul. A lot of people get scared because they want to be like, I don't want to be, you know, this real estate monopoly guy who has a hundred properties. I'm like, you don't have to be just, just it, 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 it. I did it on two. I retired on two, but I teach it probably will take most people five. I got lucky. You know, one of my properties just doubled in value uh, when the Brooklyn net stadium came to New York, but uh, that, that, that I got lucky there, but I wouldn't have gotten lucky if I wasn't investing based on, Cash flow principles of just a couple hundred bucks a month, um, and I also a lot of people get you probably come across this analysis paralysis or first timer freeze, and so a lot of people get stuck on what do I buy, what do I buy, and so what I sort of teach and what I did, I did myself is I just took one bill that I hated um, in my life because uh, I just hate bills. So they, they just feel like they control me, right? So how can I control that bill? And so I, I took a $150 internet bill that I have, and I knew that this was not going to go away. I'll always have an internet bill. I can't buy a lifetime supply of internet anywhere. You know, Maybe I go to the library nine to five on a Monday uh, through Friday to check my email, which I wasn't going to do. Um, and so um, the, lean, the, the, the fire principles, traditional fire principles, tell you that um, way to know if you can re- be financially independent or retire early is you have 25 years worth of prepaid savings of all the bills in your life, your annual expenses. So you take up everything you spend in a year, multiply it by 25. And if you have that in some sort of stock portfolio and you withdraw, it's called the 4% rule, you withdraw 4% a year, then your, your bills are covered. 
So an example would be this $150 internet bill is $18,000 a year. So if I save up 25 times that, which is $45,000, and I have it in the stock portfolio, then I can that bill is paid for for the rest of my life. I just have to withdraw 4% of my $45,000 stock balance uh, every year, and I'll, that's $1,800, and I pay it off. And regardless of worst market time possible, with compound interest and overtime, you'll always be safe with that 4% withdrawal rate. Uh, that that was crazy to me because basically if you do that for all your bills, you basically have to be a millionaire before you can re- retire. And of course, everyone's like, well, if you've got multi-million dollars, you, sure, you can retire. That makes sense. And that probably takes a long time. But with House Fire, I said, well, why don't I take $20,000 and go buy a duplex um, for $100,000? That's a 20% down payment on a $100,000 property that cash flows me $150. That $150 pays for my internet bill for life. So there you go. Instead of you know, saving $45,000, I saved $20,000 and accomplished the same thing. And I, I, part of house fire, you burn up those bills. And then, so I went on to the next bill, my, my electricity and phone bill that I'm never going to, you know, what, let me go buy a small multifamily, save up $20,000 or $25,000, buy another small multifamily. Let's burn up the next bill. And then let's burn up the next bill. And then I eventually house fire by burning all my bills. And once you get there, um, then you start making up bills and it's like, Oh, I want to, I want a new Tesla. All right. Well, the Tesla payments, 450 bucks. Well, I'm not going to go pay Elon Musk $50,000 for a Tesla. I'll take my $50,000, go buy a cash flowing multifamily that spits off $450 a month uh, to pay for my car note. And so every bill that I had in my life, and now every bill in my future, I go buy a property to pay for it. So that, that's the house fire. And that's what I teach in my new book. Excellent. excellent. So can you talk about... Um that last point a little bit. So you mentioned, okay, uh, now I want to buy a Tesla. So basically clear all your bills. And I love the analogy because it's very simple for anybody to understand. Um, so how do you, when you're doing your coaching and you teach a lot right now, and so um, I see a lot of mistakes where someone becomes a millionaire through real estate, maybe even a multimillionaire, and they upgrade their lifestyle so much that then it's like, it, it almost becomes they're kind of back to, I wouldn't say back to square one, but then they have to figure out, okay, how am I going to afford a $6,000 mortgage payment now? Cause I bought the, you know, the $2 million home uh, yeah. when they, when they, you know, probably shouldn't have quite yet. So how do they, how do you teach your clients to not jump the gun um, in terms yeah, well, of, in terms yeah, of sure. a situation well, it, like that? Yeah. Honestly, it's the two-step process and everyone just does one step. So the first step, they, they buy the, the multifamily, whether it's a commercial apartment building or whatever, uh, renovate it, but you know, some value add and they, 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 they increase the value of it. And then they do a cash out refi or they sell the property and they get all these proceeds. That's step one. You're a successful real estate investor, right? But then step two is, oh, I want the rewards of being a real estate investor. So instead of pulling out $300,000 on that cash out refi, uh, to go buy a Lamborghini for $300,000, you got to go take that $300,000, go buy another real estate property whose cash flow pays for that Lamborghini, that card note. So I think everyone just, oh, I'm, I'm successful. I won. This will be easy. Uh, let me take the proceeds and spend it rather than let me take the proceeds, reinvest it, but make that investment be an asset that's spitting off cash flow that pays for my toys. And so uh, I think I think if you don't do that second step, that's that's a slippery slope because then what you've done is you've taken you're just creating debt for yourself, uh, you know, or or a, an assets that, that's 
depreciating, not in the friendly real estate way, uh, but it's just definitely just losing value without the tax advantages. And talk, no, I totally agree with you. So talk about the time period from, um, and you talked a little bit about your, you know, your, your 20s with your, your friends yeah. and the comedy and the same house. That's a great story, at least to start out. Um, talk about, I guess, when you became a millionaire and now how you're teaching other people to become, teaching other people to become millionaires as well. It's not, how long does that process take? Like you mentioned. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for so, you, what was your specific situation so we could yeah. teach others? Yeah, yeah. Well, well. So I try to put. Uh, I I enjoy money. I enjoy teaching money, learning money, and so all three of my books are my money adventure. So a million bucks by thirty is my zero to thirty uh, adventures in real estate, where I, I was pitching pennies uh, in New York City, eating ramen noodles, living way below my means, but then trying to buy a property every single year, and that, that worked out for me. And then we had the real estate crash. I had just left my job. I couldn't get um, any loans to buy any more property where no one was you know, lending on it um, at, at the time. And so I was sitting at home uh, with nothing to do. And, and uh, the timing was terrible. I'd kicked out the house of clowns because I just got engaged and I was going to live now in my house with my fiance. And, um, and that got rid of all my cash flow. So my second book is called The Subversive Job Search, where after the real estate crash for the next 10 years, I, um, I decided I had another crazy goal. I was like, I need to start from scratch and reverse engineer a $100,000 job. I was like, I just need to get a $100,000 job and I need to get there in two and a half years. It was, it was that, that was the goal. And so that was what my second book is and about how I didn't do anything with investing in real estate, but I learned how to negotiate a new um, you know, salary with my boss. I learned how um, to find a job and to job hop and, um, you know, one of the things that really worked well for me is um, reverse engineering LinkedIn uh, job posting. So I'd go and just say, what job pays $100,000? Okay, let me um, copy and paste these 10 different job postings, put them in a word cloud. And then the word cloud spit, makes the, the most repetitive words stand out really big. And then I knew what the, the biggest words, I'm like, I need to have that in my resume. And if it's like some certificate, I need to go on, online to get that certificate. You know, a lot of them said master's or four years experience or something like that. And be like, okay, well, I don't have time to get the master's or the money, but I can get four years experience by working four jobs for 12 months on Upwork uh, virtually and combine that as four years experience and four different customers. And so I, I was just, the, the whole book gets into how I, I was able to create a six-figure career for myself in two and a half years from, from nothing in, in the worst economy at the time. And then once I kind of got my feet wet and settled and, and things sort of uh, leveled out again, my um, that's when I focused back on real estate full-time. And it, it was that house fire where I, I took one bill, you know, and, and, and methodically went through each bill in my life and got a real estate property for it. And if, and then, you know, once you kill one bill, it's faster to save for the down payment for the second house, right? Cause I've, I've already eliminated some of my expenses. And then when you second that, that snowball just gets bigger and bigger, that second house that you, um, or that second bill that you, you burn up or, or kill with uh, house fire, it makes saving for the third bill, you know, much faster. So um, I just did that from, from my six figure career that I, I, I made for myself as a um, pro software project manager. And, um, and just went step by step. And then from there, I fell in love with it. And, and everyone 
comes to me, Alan, teach me, you know, how, how are you doing this? Uh, what's going on? Can you teach me? Can you teach me? Um, and I'll be like, here, talk to your real, realtor, ask your realtor these questions. You should negotiate this, look at these properties. And then eventually people are like, just be my realtor, just be my realtor. And I was like, okay, I'll be a realtor. Found that I love helping other people as much as I love doing it for myself. And so now I'm a realtor in Atlanta. I've got one of the top teams here. And, um, and then the same, I keep getting the same conversation. Teach me how to be real estate investing. Teach me. How, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to put it in a book. Now I want to put it in a book. Here's a book, House Fire, read it. And the people are like, I don't have time to read books. So I got an audio book. Now I'm on uh, YouTube, the House of AC. My, my initials are AC. So I try to teach everything on the, for free to people in the House of AC. I've got a podcast, House Fire, that's just about to launch. So uh, I just like talking real estate. So uh, the, the fact that I'm talking to you, this is a highlight of my day that we get to talk real estate. And uh, uh, sometimes on the other side of the mic where I pick it up other people's brains about real estate, but talking real estate all day is, is my dream. So that, that, that's sort of the life I created for myself. And it, it's a passion. It doesn't feel like a day of work to me. Yeah, it, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. That's the key of being, and you know, this. the key to being successful in this business is you got to really love it because it's a nonstop. It could be nonstop. Uh, right, so, right, which, right. which is, which is, you know, it's a passion, um, which is great. So, so Alan, so talk about, um, Obviously, you're talking about the snowball effect and how you're trying to take one bill at a time. That's a really simplistic way to, to look at it. What type of properties are you have you acquired? Have you acquired, is it two families, three families, four families, you know, five and up? Um, are, they, are you being active? Do you have a property manager? Do you deal with any of that? Um, or sure. are you in syndications? What, what, what are you up to in your real estate investing? Yeah, so How did you it- get there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I'm an opportunist investor, which is frustrating because I tell everyone else to specialize, but because I'm a realtor, I'm showing someone a commercial building. I'm showing someone a single family. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've done it all where I'll say, Hey guys, the opportunity here is to take this duplex and knock it down and build a, a million dollar single family house. And, and my clients are like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, you know, I don't, I, this, this duplex, the numbers don't work, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, okay, sleep on it. I'm going to buy it if you don't, because that's, that's the way to make money here. And then, so uh, that'll happen. And then, um, and then someone was like, Hey, Alan, I'm, I'm retiring. I've got a 40 ho- single home portfolio I want to sell, but banks won't lend on it. I'll, I'll sell it to you for seller financing. And it's like, okay, I wasn't really looking for this, but okay, sure. I'll buy it. Um, and, um, and so that, that happens, but, um, as a comfort thing, you know, if this is discovering multifamily. So a lot of people um, get scared by the commercial multifamily uh, product. And so I tell them, listen, just, just start with a duplex. You, you understand single family. You probably live in a single family or an apartment. Well, let's just start with a duplex. And from there, um, you know, if one tenant leaves, it doesn't hurt as much. You know, and you only have one roof to worry about. It's, it's better than buying two single family homes. You have two roofs. You've got two pest control bills, two lawn care bills. But with a duplex, you got it, it's safer. It's a safer bet. And then once you start to get comfortable with a duplex or a triplex or quad, and I'm like, guys, it's the same same mentality, but bigger when you go to 10 units or 20 units or 100 units, right? It's If you got some vacancies, it doesn't hurt so much. You still have one roof. You still have one pest control bill. It's, it's bigger because it's a bigger property, but it's you're not coordinating 10 different schedules on 10 different properties, right? You know, So um, I started when I had about 20, my first 20 units, I was property managing myself. And then I hired people within my own property management company. But then I realized I was spending all my time 
training my staff and monitoring them and there's turnover and training that I was, I said, I just need to focus on acquiring more properties. And so then I outsourced my properties uh, to another property management company, uh, three different ones, depending on where they're located. And that was a game changer for me because now I'm in just acquisition mode and, 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 and analysis mode. And, you know, all I can do is underwrite deals and, and move on them. That's, that's all my time, which is enjoyable, whether it's for me or for my clients. And, um, and that, that's really opened it up. And, and now I tell everyone, you know, if I were to start over, start as big as possible, big commercial multifamily and start with a property manager and just focus on acquiring the deals and, and go from there. Excellent. Excellent. So in, in terms of where you're at now, so are you still looking for, like, if you came across a smaller multifamily, are you interested or are you more now in more yeah. of the commercial for you? Yeah. And, you know, how would I, you? Yeah, personally, I, 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 um, the property ladder. You know, I always, if I sell something, I always want to try something bigger. And so now I'm in, um, honestly, the, $5 million in up space. Um, and so that eliminates single families and, and small multifamilies. And so I'm looking at larger apartment buildings and, um, you know, strip malls. I like, uh, I'm, I'm probably my next purchase is going to be a triple net property, which I haven't done yet, which I'm excited to discover. Um, so um, I'm, I'm 1031 in actually that portfolio I just told you about it. it, it improved in value over the past two years tremendously. So I've sold the entire portfolio. I've got under contract and I'm probably going to 1031 that into a triple net deals. And um, so I'm, I'm really exploring that. And um, I don't know if you guys talked much about uh, zero net, uh, or sorry, zero cash flow triple net deals. Um, but that's a very exciting thing for me to basically get your money from a 1031 exchange tax free. Um, if you go with a zero cash flow triple net, which is this triple bonded tenants, think of like your Chase Banks, Walgreens, um, CVS, something like that. And um, it, they've got a 20 year lease, 20 year amortization on a mortgage. Um, and they're, they're paying the property taxes, the insurance, the repairs, it's a full triple net, absolute triple net. But the way it works is you put in your money from a 1031 and they don't require 30, 40% down like some of these triple nets do. They only will take 10 to 15% down and anything over, they'll basically effectively do a cash back or cash out refinance for you. So if you've got a ton of 1031 money coming over and you put it down in a zero cash flow triple net, you get that money back the next day and basically a cash out refi tax free. So that's the way I can access my 1031 funds by acquiring the asset that's going to earn me zero money for 20 years. The, the triple net bonded tenant pays the mortgagee directly. I'm completely not involved, but I got my 1031 money back, a big portion of it back uh, untaxed. And then in 20 years when that property is paid off, um, I've got a pretty big asset that that'll either be cash flowing or I do, or I sell it or I do a cash out refi when they sign another 20 year lease. So that's, that's what I'm exploring right now. And that's been really interesting and learning experience in a whole new world for me, but, uh, um, it makes sense and, and excites me. So I'm, I, I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm still discovering multifamily and commercial and different ways to, to make real estate work for, for my goals. Exactly. That's what it's all about. And it's, it's a good from a diversification standpoint. And when you're done with that zero cash flow deal, we'll have you back on and talk about it because okay. I haven't had anybody yet, which is, which would be great. Um, how can people find you, Alan, as we wind down the show? 
Yeah, sure. So I'm on all social media channels, the House of AC. Uh, if you Google that, you'll find you'll learn a lot about air conditionings, uh, air conditioning. So that's probably pretty bad branding on my part. But my initials are AC. My friends call me AC, but Alan Corey. But the House of AC on all social media channels and search for the House of AC on YouTube as well. Excellent. Well, check out the House of AC. We'll put a link to Alan's website as well as his social media platforms on LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. So you can reach out directly to him. And if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps Alan and my message get out to a greater audience. That's just the way it works. So we would appreciate that. And again, once you're done with that zero cash flow deal, I'll, uh, I want to yeah. invite you back on. So we I love it. Yeah. It. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Anthony. This has been a blast. Alan, pleasure. Thank you.